a playlist original. What's up? It's your host Tori and who is ready to be petty? Welcome back to another episode of RTPP. I am so glad you're here. Today is a super fun show. I actually haven't re-listened yet to the episode while I'm recording this intro. As many of you will know, I had like a severe allergic reaction this week and my lip It was very swollen. It was definitely giving Kourtney Kardashian post, you know, dental work or Farrah Abrams post like botched lip filler. And I had to reschedule our trivia night. So it's going to be same time, same place, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on December 20th. And I think a lot of people are coming. I'm very excited. Little nervy to host, but it's going to be super fun. I have like 50 questions. We're going to do teams, maybe some one-on-one action at the end. We're going to make sure that there's some like mix and mingle so y'all can meet each other make some new friends, all that stuff. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. If you are nervous to participate, I know Zoom things can be awkward or just meeting new people can be awkward, but don't worry, we'll make it super fun. You can participate, you know, on your own terms. Like I said, it'll be mostly team stuff. So if you don't know any of the answers or whatever, there'll be lots of people that you know, can help your team out. So what's happening on Patreon this week, you ask? I spoke with Jenna from Daycard Pod, You Fancy a Fine Podcast, and the Roses for Everybody campaign about Twilight, which truly was, I feel like, four years in the making. I talk about this on the podcast, just how much Twilight meant to me when I was a teen, how much it impacted my life, how I made it my personality for like fucking 15 years. I always laugh with my sister, but I was like, I should have been like cast as Bella because I look like a very, you know, generic brown haired white girl. So I was like, that should have been me. But uh, (laughs) it was super fun. I finally really got to talk about it for quite a little bit. We talked about its cultural impact. We talked about some themes, like some problematic themes in the movies and books. And then we talked about why it's having a little bit of a renaissance. And again, just what it meant to us and some fun stories about you know our twilight fandom our our twi card and then next week i have kenzie cates my friend but also a very talented singer songwriter joining me to talk about celebrity feuds and songs we did taylor swift feuds and songs a few months ago but we are doing uh like ellie golding and ed sheeran britney spears and justin timberlake olivia rodrigo joshua bassett and sabrina carpenter and many more we're talking about people who have written songs about someone and then the other party has responded so I'm very very excited Kenzie also has two Christmas songs out on Spotify one is a remake of Mistletoe by Justin Bieber that really healed something in my heart Mistletoe is a fucking banger and I don't care what anyone says and then she also does I'll have a blue Christmas and it's so good I listen to it all the time it's the perfect like melancholy Christmas song that you probably need in your life and then the week after that I have Vanessa from best week ever on the patreon we are going to talk about Jack Antonoff and Lord's alleged relationship when she was creating melodrama with him and he was still dating Lena Dunham so I'm very very excited to dive into that and then we are also doing a book club over on the patreon I was sent a advanced readers copy this summer but I you know just got to it now lo siento (laughs) I got an advanced readers edition of Lord of the Fly Fest which is a Lord of the Flies reimagined to like correspond with fucking fire fest so it's about a bunch of influencers that go to like a fire fest situation but it has some Lord of the Flies you know like motifs in it and parallels and I am so excited I think the main character is also a podcaster so it's going to be so much fun we are going to be doing a little book club in the new year so you can read it over the holidays 
And then I'm going to interview the author, Goldie Moldavsky, in mid-January. So I'm very, very excited for that. If you want to listen to any of these episodes or join our book club, you can head over to patreon.com slash rtbp podcast and see what we've got going on there five bucks gets you the book club the discord channel the episodes and then for 10 bucks you also get a personalized card from me and a monthly hangout where we hang out and talk shit that's how happening next week and i'm vvv excited anyways i want to shout out two patrons before we get to today's episode jess aka JLB and Jacqueline. I just want to say thank you so much for being a part of the RTBP community. Patreon in this podcast could not you know, function without people like you. So I just want to say thank you so much for being here. And I know you two are maybe some of my quieter patrons, but maybe this is your... I also appreciate lurkers. (laughs) That's great. No tea, no shade. But if Like I always also love the discussion and the discourse. So maybe this is your very informal invite to, you know, fucking talk some shit with us. Okay, thank you so much, Jess and Jacqueline, for being patrons from literally like week one. So I appreciate you so much. Okay, last housekeeping item before we get to today's show Megan and Harry part two we talk about Megan and Harry part one in today's episode but I'm gonna do a deep dive with my friends Ida and Zachary and we're also gonna talk about I think just the larger picture of the royal family and Megan and Harry post this documentary and maybe a little bit of spare in January so that's just the when we could schedule it so you'll hear all of our thoughts about part two sometime in the new year okay friends Thank you again so much for being here. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Becky. I'm back with a very special guest, Becky from Too Stupid to Live. Cheap reviews of cheap romance novels is here. Becky, how are you? I am good. I'm so excited to be here. How are you? Good. I'm excited to chat because a few months ago we covered a, (laughs) we did a cheap review of a cheap romance novel over on your show. That's right. Yeah. Tell the listeners a little bit about your show. So obviously the gist is that you're kind of recapping and reviewing romance novels under five bucks. But how did you think of the concept and yeah, kind of what drew you to talking about romance novels? Yeah, so um, I I live out in Los Angeles. I'm you know trying to be a writer performer, and so you know sometimes you have uh, you know periods of time where you're not making that much money, mm-hmm. and you got to be cheap. And so that's um, how I was devouring my romance novels. Like this was before Kindle Unlimited as well, and so like you know I was constantly just like buying romance novels that were like free or ninety nine cents. And I always knew I wanted a podcast, and I always wanted to talk about romance novels with someone mm-hmm. because I felt like I was like the only one who ever read them but then I you know got a microphone and started just like recording the podcast in my closet where it was just me and then I was like oh well people have guests on the show let let me get a second microphone and so yeah that's kind of how it all started I am just cheap and I just like like to talk and be the center of attention like there's (laughs) that's the secret (laughs) I'm obsessed because I really started before I ended up getting I have like the Kobo plus Mm -hmm. but before I started doing that I would just read the free books Mm -hmm. because like they're fun like your podcast shows they're fun reads Mm -hmm. And also, if you follow a lot of romance novelists, like newsletters, they will post when their books are going on like a week of like being like 99 cents or free. Absolutely. And like also they'll post when their friends are like or like even if like, mm. you know, they meet someone who might be like my friend has her first book out, you know, and it's like it's free if you, you know, whatever. And it's like great. And like there's free anthologies all the time. You just got to look. It's like going to like. Ross you know and you're like going through the (laughs) racks it's like okay you got to join the newsletters which I know getting spam emails is annoying but you got to do that Mm -hmm. you just Mm -hmm. you know gotta like be on Amazon for an endless amount of time or do Mm -hmm. Kindle Unlimited if you were smart but my show's called Too Stupid to Live in the (laughs) (laughs) but it's kind of fun the hunt like I recently joined a website where you can like review books and so you read their like it is like their final draft and you just you know 
like post a review I'm like I can do that if I'm reading a book for free absolutely yeah and it's like every so often and I've like I discovered my favorite authors through free books like Mm. I was just like oh it's a free book like and I'm just reading reading it's what I do and then like I'll be like Mm. two-thirds of the way through and I'll be like this is the best book I ever read and then that's how like my favorite authors like came to be was just because like I they, I got a free book in the in the, <laughs> it was great that's so funny that's so funny yeah I get that I get that that was like I did that for months before I like finally paid for like the subscription mm-hmm. so I get that yeah yeah anything good you're reading lately um right now I'm reading full this for my um uh <laughs> I read ridiculous Mo- I love monster romances and that's kind of like what yes, I've been into lately. Yeah. So right now, um, this is going to be featured on an upcoming episode of my show, but it's called um, Meteors and Menorahs. And it's a Hanukkah <laughs> romance. Hanukkah romance with an alien. Um, I am, it's, I'm loving it. it it's, um, it, it, you know, it's just what a hoot. It's such a hoot to say the very least. That's yeah. so funny. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. Like who comes up with that? I know. And it's like, of course. And it's like, you know, it, it's so clever and but at the same time it's so smart mm-hmm. like I could talk about this for hours but like you know I'm like I really feel like monster romance is like dismantling the patriarchy it's making us reflect on ourselves mm-hmm. who are the real monsters mm-hmm. we are you know like it's very <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny I know I I do I feel like whenever I'm mad at men I grab a, a paranormal monster yes, romance yeah because yeah. they're always like yeah. the monsters are like oh what do you mean they do not listen yeah I, you, you know what I mean and, it's, and they're like confused and it's like you sweet little monster yeah, yeah, like, but I'm supposed to be your servant and you're like yeah, yeah. <laughs> these these men say that they rule the world and they make all the choices no 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 and I'm like I love these books <laughs> yeah, exactly that's so funny oh my god okay so let's get into it we've got a juicy episode we're gonna talk about the harry and megan at least part one of the docuseries we're gonna talk about katie holmes i feel like she's making her debut on this podcast and then <laughs> congrats katie <laughs> <laughs> and then the trailer for the price of glee and then Becky's going to nominate her Petty Weight Champion of the Week and share her This Week in Petty Story. So Harry and Meghan released their doc. So, okay, this is so wild because I feel like that we just got the trailer last week. Mm-hmm. And I totally thought this docu was going to come out in like December. And then everyone's like, it's here, the Harry and Meghan doc. I was like, oh, no, I just digested the trailer. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, because a lot of these things of like, you know, there'll be a teaser and then there'll be a trailer and it'll literally be six months before the movie or the tv show is released and so it's like you can't even get excited anymore because it's like oh i'm gonna watch something and it's gonna make me excited and then they're gonna say it comes out in 2025 or whatever but then Mm -hmm. when they were like next week i'm like holy shit and three episodes like it was what a what an early christmas miracle yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) literally literally so are you a big royal like watcher or like fan of Harry and Meghan or other members of the royal family? Here's the thing. Like, and I will start the thesis being I'm a hypocrite because this podcast is always like about being a hypocrite. I know. And I figured I'd be good in good hands. But like politically and morally. Do I believe that the monarchy should be dismantled? Yes. I'm like, I'm all about like, because again, I live in the United States. So, you know, I, again, I have no perspective. This is just an outsider's. Remember, I host a podcast called Two Stupids Live. (laughs) Um, But I'm like, how come like Buckingham Palace isn't turned into affordable housing? You know what I mean? Like, that's like kind of a big, I'm like a communist. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, But (laughs) at the same time, I do love the crown. And, you know, I like do love like watching like documentaries on Diana and like mm-hmm. kind of some of the scandals and I am very much into Harry and Meghan because like they're almost like wait a minute these two are part of the system and they're saying things that like I have thought not to the extent of like where they're like oh let's burn down Buckingham like obviously not mm-hmm. that but like mm-hmm. you know they're like oh there's like systemic racism in this and it's like well we've always known that and now the mm-hmm. people inside have known it like uh, tell me more like I'm so intrigued so yeah it's it's a very like recent phenomenon I'm not gonna say like I'm as like well versed in like the kind of maybe scandals with 
like deeper scandals with like like princess kate and william like mm-hmm. I, I just feel mm-hmm. like i kind of like know what everyone else knows does that make sense like you know what yes. i mean yeah me too me mm-hmm. too for sure i yeah i'm the same i'm like colonialism is awful like canada should leave the commonwealth <laughs> like all but then i'm like but the but the pretty dresses like it's so like, weird it's like if anyone's a victim in all of this it's us because we are torn between our like <laughs> entertainment <laughs> our need for entertainment and our need for morality and like really it's society's fault (laughs) literally literally so I but yeah you're right like I used to really follow Prince Will and Kate like Mm -hmm. maybe 10 years ago but have since like I, I I dislike them and Harry and Meghan have become like the two stars of the family for me yes yeah and it's been so interesting watching you know the last six years which is what this was covering so I was really excited mm-hmm. and because I just watched my mind and me the Selena Gomez documentary mm-hmm. I was primed to be like I know what I want in a celebrity documentary like tell all mm-hmm. and I don't think I got it with Selena and I don't think I got it with Harry and Meghan either. There really was no major bombshells in these first three episodes. Like, mm-hmm. like I feel like some of the things that happened, you know, like, like she reveals like stuff that happened like with her father and like her yeah. half sister. And it's like, yeah, like we all like I expected that to happen. Like, And then also like I expected them to be, you know racist and have the media hounding her and like just doing all of the because like we've seen like movies and we kind of know that narrative so like I have a feeling the next three episodes like that's when we're gonna find out that William definitely is racist and like mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone's terrible I hope so I know I, I don't hope agree. at all well, don't be racist yeah, but <laughs> like maybe an expose <laughs> yes, but like that's it. yeah 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 yeah, I kind of think that too because one thing that I'm really surprised about is how Harry and Will have not been able to mend their relationship. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it, yeah, it, it seems like that stands till this day. Yeah, because their relationship right now, I think, is such a mystery. And like here we have Meghan Markle very, you know, talking about her relationship with her half sister, which is not not having one at all. And now mm-hmm. and Harry is being is like very, very like didn't say anything. Like, I don't think he mentioned William like once, at all. You know what yeah. I mean? And so mm-hmm. I think I mean, I'm going to be so disappointed if it is just kind of like the same, like what we already know, but with like, you know them saying it you know and it, that'll be totally yeah do you watch the kardashians i have but not like yeah. religiously or anything yeah it this is really reminding me of the kardashians right now mm-hmm. and their new show on hulu where it's okay. like these events have happened and have played out on social media and we have seen them we've read the articles we've watched the videos we've done the research we know the side characters all of that mm-hmm. so then even though we're watching technically some new footage or like the people's perspectives that like the main character's perspectives it still kind of feels like for me it's like yeah I've like really already seen this yes yeah and like you know we just had like the the January 6th hearings and like you know like mm-hmm. someone retelling like what Donald Trump did like he tried to mm-hmm. like you know take the driver like take the wheel from the driver and he threw a plate and like that was like that was more like scandalous than this and it's like I mm-hmm. wanted this to be like I wanted throne plates um yeah you know? like yeah. and it was like I can't believe the hearings were like way more salacious and interesting than like the royals you know which is like everyone finds salacious and interesting (laughs) totally since the beginning of time that's like how Mm -hmm. they've like functioned royal families so Mm -hmm. it's so interesting to me harry looked like pretty upset which like i think like sometimes i've been thinking like that's so fair because we are like again like talking about like his biggest kind of traumatic moments as like a child with the death of his mom and like how he was raised and stuff like that but she looks way more happy and relaxed and free and he really looks miserable mm-hmm. well yeah I mean I, I guess like he like it's a little like what I would love as a romance reader was for was for this to be like <laughs> I wish their lives could be a romantic comedy it's not at yes, all yes. but like you know if like 
you know, in the in like the movies where if it's where it's like a Christmas prince or that that movie with like Julia Stiles where it's like the prince that's going to school and he's figuring out like how yeah. a book bag works and stuff. And I'm like, maybe like that, like that's what I want to see Prince Harry do. And it's like, hopefully it's like that where he's just like, oh, I have to mow my own lawn or maybe he doesn't. But, you know, or like feed my own chickens. And it's like, oh, I make, you know what I mean? Like, maybe that's why he's miserable is that he has to like do all these domestic chores and not necessarily because he like misses that's so royalty. Funny. Fingers crossed. That's so funny. But yeah, that's true. That's really what I was hoping for their life to be. And then to figure out it's not like that is like, yeah, really Did you, um, sad read that interview I forget what magazine it was but it was with Robert Pattinson and he like didn't know how to use his own microwave and like he like <laughs> like no. oh my god it was the funny it was like this came out like I think when the pandemic first started and it was like the, you know ro- they're doing like an interview with Robert Pattinson and like he has no idea what he's doing in the middle of the interview he like you know it's like oh I'm gonna make a snack and he like puts tin like a snack that's wrapped in tin foil no. in the microwave and turns on the microwave and like an explosion and it was so funny and I'm like that's what I would expect from like Prince Harry Prince- like Harry, totally. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And like, I just. I kind of do want to see that like levity and stuff. I guess mm-hmm. maybe that's just not the reality. So that's like fair. But yeah, yeah that's yeah. like what I'm like always wishing for, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of people online are annoyed at Megan's use of the nickname H. Mm-hmm. What are your feelings on H as a nickname? <laughs> it's interesting because I do know that like in Gossip Girl, like, they would call each other, like, mm. B and, um, what's her name? S. Yeah, S, B and S. And it's like, oh, that's cute. And it's like, I, you know, had a few friends at the time, and we would be, we'd be like, hey, B, what's up, C? You know? <laughs> but the letter H is, like, such a weird... Yes, Because <laughs> yes, yes. his name isn't, like, H-Airy, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's such a, I'm it's dead. like, so, yeah, it's very weird, but, like... Totally. Yeah, yeah. But she calls him has it sometimes and then I'm like okay that's yeah. fine yeah that's cute apparently that's a real like British oh nickname yeah. mm-hmm. for people named Harry but yeah I feel like for you and I with B and T mm-hmm. it's cute but yeah for the and like even M I think is cute but like the H sound you're totally right it just like doesn't sound good yeah yeah because so, it doesn't start with <sighs> like if, it, if it's yeah. like hey, you know what I mean like that's that's why like B and C and T work you know because like Becky Tor you know and yes. um, even yeah. like the letter F like I wouldn't I would never call someone hey what's up F like <laughs> yeah that's so weird <laughs> unless their name was Effie but I don't know any <laughs> Effies right now yeah so. that's so true yeah yeah another thing that was revealed was that Harry has a finsta do you think people are like trying to find the finsta like should we be trying to find the finsta i tried you know five minutes before couldn't couldn't get to it oh my god (laughs) obviously because i you know very surface level um a search here that's so funny but yeah like i his pictures like were odd like what they show i'm like they are oddly good you know like he's an Mm -hmm. oddly good photographer and it's like does he have this is with his phone like i don't know i i felt like the quality of pictures i was like there is no way He's that. He can capture the light that well. Really? Maybe. Yeah, they were like all of sunsets. And I was like, I know how sunset photos work from Mm. your phone. They never turn out well. So, yeah. yeah. And like, unless, and maybe he's like into filters, which hilarious. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's just like so weird to me how like they, you know, they talk about like, you know, first getting together and like doing the research on each other and like how, like, normal people they went on instagram to look up each other on instagram and that mm-hmm. to me i found completely on un- like really like i know you know what i mean i, I know. don't know there was something about it that i just was like you you did like it was instagram like that means like i could find a prince to marry <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that was like so wild and i still like i'm never over the story about how they first met where it was like he was 30 minutes late and mm-hmm. she like okay this is why obviously she married the prince and i didn't but it's mm-hmm. like she she was like this is annoying and like i was like i would have waited forever <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> It's so funny, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I do love that retelling even 
even though again it's something we've heard before Mm -hmm. right yeah 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 I want to share this tweet from at B Babs which I thought was like really interesting of just how the royal family like fumbled the bag yeah so she tweeted knowing how Meg was before she even met Harry is wild because she was already a philanthropist, extremely smart, very personal, was a benevolent activist, wasn't too radical, but showed that she cared about the world and on paper would have been a perfect princess, lol. Full disclaimer that this isn't my politics. Also, the fact that she has black and white heritage could have been used to their advantage if they leaned into it for people who think representation is progress in any form and that interracial rels, which I think is short for relationships, is mm-hmm. the cure to racism, lol, catnip, exclamation point. Mm-hmm. I'll add in the punctuation too. Yeah. They fully missed the, missed the chance to modernize the conception of the monarchy for people who care about that stuff, lol, because between the royalists and the republicans, there is a space of ambivalence. People who don't mind the monarchy as long as they are benign and not actively offensive as for me I think the whole thing is offensive but my inner Olivia Pope is like they really fucked it lol what do you think about that take I mean I think that she is spot on Mm -hmm. you know again like I can only I feel like I can only speak from my background you know I'm from the United States I'm I'm white and you know like I have an experience that like you know I, I, I like, you know, I only I'm only coming in from like my own like life experiences. But like, yeah, you know, I think like the entirety of the crown, you know, the issue of that show is like, how do we modernize? How do we modernize? How do we modernize? And it's like, yeah, they were like presented with a way to to kind of modernize, which is like kind of weird because then it's kind of like, well, are you using Megan as like this token to be like, look, guys, the monarchy is woke now. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it's it's very it's very weird. And um, I just think that like the they, they were so scared, you know, like they they just seemed like they were just like so fearful and, it, and just that fear. You know how like fear makes things worse where, yeah. you know, I like noticed like I don't know if this, this is the exact equivalent, but like lately, like a lot of men are afraid to hire women because of like Me Too and they're afraid to say the wrong thing. So then they just like avoid women altogether. Right. You know? And then right. these women are like still, you know, missing out on opportunities. And it, it feels like the same thing where it was just like they didn't want to do anything wrong. So they were like, let's just be quiet, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and when you say they were scared, do you think they they were scared of Harry and Meghan's like popularity? I think they were scared of looking racist, oh, and henceforth they looked racist. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean, oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. kind of what I got a sense. You know, right. like I I think like just like their inability to like call out the media, like it was really disgusting. Like some of those headlines mm-hmm. I found, mm-hmm. and like the fact that that wouldn't have been called out right away by someone who is like a friend of the of a family you know Mm. like it was I found it pretty appalling yes yeah okay yes yeah I'm on the same page because I was also thinking about like how they seemed so jealous of Diana and her popularity Mm -hmm. and I really feel like Megan had that kind of like same aura in the I still think she does but like in the Mm -hmm. beginning when they were doing all of like the press events and I thought like I don't know they just seemed like they were taking some of she was taking and then them as a couple were taking some of the spotlight off of them yeah yeah and like the thing is with like Megan and Diana like only so many people in this world are royalty everyone else is a big nobody and Mm -hmm. when you have two nobodies marrying in the people are going to relate to the nobodies they're not going to relate to the people who grew up inside the palace you know and it's like you would think that would like that that would like make sense to them like yeah of course like you know someone who isn't brand new and like does and has a similar like has like you know a less privileged I guess like back round you know like coming in like people are going to relate to the everyday person not necessarily like you know the a person who like literally owns a crown and that's like part of their outfit like. <laughs> yeah yeah that's such a good point that's a really good mm-hmm. point are you looking forward for part two coming out later this week I am because I'm hoping that we could finally get like the bombshells that I think I wanted in these first three episodes yeah. but at the same time like I kind of don't want to get my hopes up either you know like I don't want to be disappointed 
You know I what know, I mean? I know. I know. I'm so sick of watching stuff lately and just being disappointed. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like I don't know what it is. I mean, like just I've been so maybe it's like kind of the a winter thing like you know mm. like a winter malaise where it's all like everything's underwhelming these days yes. <laughs> you know what I mean yes. and it's like this this felt very underwhelming yeah 100 percent. but it is like a slow burn I I like mm-hmm. a, like a romance yes. novel <laughs> sure is but yeah I, yeah I, I definitely think like this part one set us up for a lot of things in part two so yeah. I'm looking forward to that if mm-hmm. they give us that yeah. I think the last thing I want to say about this and then we can like move on if, if there's nothing else you want to add. But mm-hmm. it is interesting also how the British media has responded to part one of this documentary. It's basically the same shit that they were doing pre-documentary. Yeah. And yeah. I was kind of thinking because I'm like, yeah, I want to give you both the platform and opportunity to share your side of the story, etc. But then I'm... At, and at the same time, I'm like, but hey, this is like also kind of just fanning the flames because mm-hmm. they learned nothing. They're just doing the exact same shit, which is not there, which is not Megan and Harry's fault. But like, I don't think at least so far, this has like changed anyone's mind that was like a hater of them. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because like, I think it's almost like being in a relationship a little bit where it's like you can't change someone's behavior Mm -hmm. like you can be as vulnerable Mm -hmm. and do whatever you want you know to to express yourself and share your truth but like the media in this like in the from what I can glean is like it's like a pattern of behavior with them like no matter what these two say they're gonna they already have the headlines written they just need to find the picture to go with it and it's just like they like these two can like do what like say whatever do whatever but I just think that like these the these tabloids are so set in their ways they've been doing it for years it's like you know getting like you know some it's you know it's kind of like connecting with like someone on the other side of the political like yeah. in your family you know yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. maybe who knows but like I just like don't think that like anyone from these tabloids are gonna be like we're sorry we, we were right you know like I just don't think I don't yeah. see that happening yeah do you think I, I agree which is like so disheartening when you like really think about it but mm-hmm. do you think that that was their purpose of the for this documentary yeah I don't know like I I it's interesting because it is like I think that's a criticism that I have is like, what is your purpose behind this? Like, are you trying to like launch Archwell Productions or whatever? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like, is this is this a career thing? Like, or is this like how personal is this? Like, there's something awkward about like if this is like a personal thing against your family, and it's like we're here to like watch your family turmoil. Like, I don't know. There's something like very weird about it. But if it is like, hey, like you know like there's a lot of misinformation about us it is important for us to share our story then I get it but it's just hard to sometimes there'll be moments where you're like okay well what is what is your your motive here you know and I don't know if I'm being a piece of shit by questioning it you know what I mean it's like oh like I would you know like if they really did go through turmoil and I'm like are you just doing this to get back you know like no I I know I know no I feel the same way because I'm like I think part of me is just like just live your life Mm -hmm. because this seemingly didn't work but then I was like well maybe that wasn't their purpose and like I guess also like when you are like judged or or whatever on such a mass scale you probably want to share your side of the story regardless of the way that it gets picked up just even for like I feel like historic like document like yes absolutely just like sharing like you know like Like, and the thing is, is that like Prince Charles did the same thing after Diana, you know, like he had a dog, he had like a documentary crew, like during their divorce, like come into his house and like show him like playing with his plants or whatever. I don't, I don't remember, but like, you know, like all of the royals do that. Like, it's not like this uncommon, this uncommon practice of them to give like an expose. I think they're just like, whoa, it's Netflix. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's Netflix. Yeah. It's on a streaming platform, if you can believe it. Like, I don't know if you know this 
Brit um, like royals, but um, there's a thing called streaming, and um, those show there are shows that you can now stream on something called platforms, and <laughs> that's what they did. Like I don't know if you have a Netflix subscription, if Kensington Palace has a Netflix subscription, but well, I don't know. Like if you're right, Kensington Palace does, but it was interesting <laughs> in an interview with Megan before this documentary came out. She was talking about how she watches Netflix with has at night mm-hmm. after she's done her wordle and i was thinking <laughs> how fucking weird is that where you would have netflix just like us and you would like scroll and see the crown yes i think they watched some of the crown like they mentioned i know that like when prince harry was on um the james corden show mm-hmm. he asked him like oh, have I you seen the crown that. yeah and he was like i've seen a few episodes and he was like well does that make you like upset and he's like harry was like well it's the media like it's the media like telling these lies about us that's like more upsetting than seeing like a fictitious portrayal of my family right granted it was during a season when like i don't think his character was even born yet no. so who no. knows like how i'm sure it's probably different now yeah, but like because he's like yeah. just in now in this season mm-hmm. yeah, yeah 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 so interesting well mm-hmm. I I think I'm going to watch this immediately <laughs> like mm-hmm. on Wednesday but yes um, yeah taking the day off work like, yeah, calling, yeah I'm just, calling in Harry and Megan sorry folks yeah, can't come in <laughs> yeah. I will say like three hours so six hours total for a docuseries is a long fucking time that's all I'll say <laughs> agreed and it's like and and it's like if you're gonna do six hours we need bombshells so I hopefully know, these next three hours will be six hours worth of of bombshells yes I I t- completely agree okay katie holmes um Mm -hmm. yes made a splash on the red carpet she was at the new york city jingle ball and she was wearing a blue mini dress over a flared pair of jeans yeah frayed at the end frayed at the end with a pair of like almost like brown sneakers and the Mm -hmm. entire world like this was the bombshell that megan and harry needed because the world was in an uproar it really was like they they and the thing is is that I'm in an uproar about yeah, it yeah, you know yeah, I'm yeah. like I feel like the outfit I was staring at this picture for so long Me too. and I was like there's the outfit could like could the outfit have worked if she had a different pair of shoes like if she wasn't wearing sneakers but like yeah I don't know I, but, but like I used to be as a former um dress with with pant dresser yeah um, yeah, 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 you know yeah, and yeah. getting called out for it yeah um, I, it was almost like it was so cringeworthy and I thought of like myself and I'm and, you know I'm like oh when like I I don't know it's just like it was so weird but it just like looked like she she forgot to put on her shoes and she was like wearing her like sneakers to like go and take the dog outside or I something know, and then like was like went to the red carpet and I was like oh shit I forgot to put my stilettos on yeah I know <laughs> I agree that if she wore stilettos we would have maybe seen it in like the you know fashion roundup but there wouldn't mm-hmm. have been like fucking think pieces about it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah I, I don't think I ever did wear like a full dress I definitely wear like full dresses with leggings like black leggings cotton mm-hmm. leggings but I don't think I ever wore like a flared pair of jeans and mini dresses because it's like that is so much fabric it's a lot of fabric and I will say you know in, in my like when I was you know um I guess like middle school to like college era you know like we were still with the bell bottoms and kind of like flower power hippie look and so like it was kind of stylish to like just wear a lot of layers I think you know and um at one point like you know it was like oh the dress there these shirts that were like tunics you know and like tunics are very were very popular um and and also like wearing a dress with jeans like at one point was like very popular and then it got to the point where it's like yeah you're wearing two outfits like that's so many clothes like that's like like I think everyone including myself had this realization of like this is too much this is too much yeah 100 percent and now everyone's like doing roundups of like you know Ashley Tisdale and like Mm-hmm. all the girlies who were wearing this look and mm-hmm. with their sneakers with their flared jeans and 
I don't know. Like, do you think people have been saying 2000s aesthetics have been back for like they're it's all coming back. The the fashion, um, what's in style is a cycle and like all of this stuff. But like, mm-hmm. isn't it usually just the good stuff that comes back? Like this was <laughs> like objectively bad. Agreed. Yeah. Like I. I feel like, you know, I was actually like literally having this discussion with my friends yesterday at brunch and we were talking about how like clothes that we like just so desired to wear are now coming back, but they're now coming, but they're now different because they're done um, cheaply, you know, like I feel like the the quality or like they were saying that the quality wasn't as good, you know, and like that we should have like hung on to whatever, but it's kind of like the most outrageous the most outrageous outfits from that era that only Gwen Stefani could wear are coming back. Like, it's not, like, you know, clothes that, like, I wore. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so true. Um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that one was, like, but that was, like, pretty egregious. It felt like she was making a statement, like, you know, um, I I don't know. Like, it's wild. It's very wild. It is, especially because, like, when I first looked at that picture, I swear to God, I thought, like, oh, this is a throwback picture yeah me too it was so wild like it it Mm -hmm. really was a mind fuck to be like oh no this is like was taken this week yeah I mean it is what's funny about it is that like you know Katie Holmes got very popular when I was in high school Mm because that's when like Dawson's Creek came out Mm -hmm. and that was like the heyday of all of that style and so there was like my like 13 year old self was like oh it's Katie Holmes again it's Katie back to her roots and then I'm like wait a minute what year is it like who am I like hang on a second that looks terrible yes (laughs) yes honestly yeah but she like you're right the outfit was still tragic but like she looked good personally oh I think she's beautiful I find her very very pretty yeah, so do I. Her last viral outfit was the cashmere bra and cardigan set. Do you remember when this happened in 2019? I do. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and I thought it was very sexy. Like, I thought, what an outfit. Like, I, I'm always, like, impressed with, like, people who are like, I'm going to wear a corset and show so much skin and not give a shit. I love it. I yeah. love that stuff. Yeah, me too. She looked so good. It's just so funny how like I felt like when she wore the cashmere corset or like bra thing, she was like mm-hmm. starting a fashion trend. And now the second time that like she really blows up for an outfit, everyone's like, no, 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 no. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, maybe it's, it's like only like, you know, how like it's like your first time, maybe it was the stroke of luck. Yeah, and maybe, maybe yeah. you really this whole time we're not very exactly like oh no that was a fluke like Mm -hmm. you're yeah like terrible sense of taste like i mean like could you imagine she's like okay guys i scored a hit with the corset and the cashmere i know what i'm gonna do dress with jeans and everyone around her was like good idea even though in the back of their mind they're like they're like add the sneakers Mm -hmm. yeah she's like don't worry trust me trust me everyone just trust me on this yeah so (laughs) funny you say no so funny but like i will say because yeah like i i don't think it's too much fabric so i don't feel like that aspect is comfortable but i do love that in recent years a lot more like comfort clothes have come in style maybe not for red carpets like she was at but like yeah sneakers and like looser sweatshirts yeah 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 like it's it's um it's it really is like I, I I feel like there's a level of like cyclical nature in terms of that fashion like but it's still very I don't know it just like still feels very different like what was it visco girl look or something like that was that was like such a look and it like took stuff from like the 90s of like the big sweatshirts and like the backpacks and stuff but like it still was very much a product of like what was it 2015 or something you know like it, it was it was the same but like different and the attitude was different like it wasn't like hey like we're in the 90s and like you know we only can ride our bikes and we don't have cars yet it's like hey everyone 
like now it's like, hey, we are so fucking cool. We're going to dress like you losers. And <laughs> and we're still very scared of you. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's like, it's like almost intimidating. Like if I saw a young woman wearing some of the outfits that I wore in the 90s, I would be so scared of her because and she would be owning it. And I and I would be just like, I would be like, you're too cool. Like I got to hide under my bed. <laughs> literally, literally. Mm-hmm. No, I feel that. Yeah, it's like almost like a power move. Yes, that's it. That's exactly it. It's a power move. Yeah. Because like, like, I think there's like this generation, like they have so much access to just like all of this media and images and just like really very easily can like see what like we wore 10, 20 years ago. And so it's like, well, when they have easy access to it and then are using it, it's just like we old people got to be just like, nope, okay, do your thing. 100%. 100%. Do you think we will see more copycats of this look? Or do you think this was like a one and done, never to be heard from again? I think we've got a never to be heard from again. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it just didn't. I, I think like maybe with a different shoe. Honestly, mm-hmm. it was the shoes that kind of like wrecked it for me. Same. But um, I have a feeling it's like one of those things, unless she were like making fun of herself at like next year's Jingle Ball or whatever. I think we maybe like 50 years from now. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and like the, the people who are still alive are like, ah, I love that throwback. What a good Easter, what a good Easter egg to 2022. <laughs> yeah, we're like, we're like, I remember when we used to wear that look. Yeah. Yeah, and like we go to our grades and say, now that's smart. See, that's smart. There was this thing. And yeah, be like, yeah. Shut up, grandma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Okay, let's talk about the price of Glee. Were you a big Gleek growing up? Um. Well, Glee came out when I was like in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of just I think I had was either in college or had graduated college or like just graduated college. And so I watched it and um, I also like really loved um, like musical theater and like I mm-hmm. love all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I did I did watch it, but then I did kind of like fall off of it a little bit just like the last few seasons because it was just like kind of like I, I just was like not as invested anymore. Yeah. Like it just like fell off of it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I was probably like 16 mm-hmm. when it came out. Like I remember it was like, when I was like l- late into high school, early college mm-hmm. days. Okay. Yeah. 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 And mm-hmm. I, yeah, like you said, I, I, I fell off like season, like I think there's six seasons. I don't think I watched four, five, or six. Yeah. Like I think I might have fell, fell off like around four and maybe watched, an, maybe watched a few episodes of five just, yeah. and then just like fell off it again. Like it, yeah, I couldn't finish it. Yeah. There was <laughs> one point where I was like literally forcing myself to watch it because I had like never watched a TV show for that long and not finished mm-hmm. it. And I was yeah, like, oh my yeah. God, this feels so like wasteful to like drop off at this point. And then after well, sure. like, yeah. yeah, you're like committed to, you invested your time. Time, yeah, you know? and yeah. yeah, me with Grey's Anatomy, like I watched up to like season seventeen, and now, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I just can't do it. Like I just can't. Like I'm yeah. this is miserable. <laughs> like, yeah, and it's like, why are we doing to this? Or like, I feel like now with like, it, it, it's just like, why wouldn't you watch a series to the end? There's all this pressure to watch all of the seasons because everything is out. You yeah. watch it all at once. Yeah, it's like a whole event, and like it's like you almost feel guilty when you're just like, I am really not interested. Like I, you know, like I haven't watched the latest season of the handmaid's tale and like and i'm just like just you know am i a bad feminist do i not like prestige tv like what is wrong with me and then it's just like oh shit i just like don't feel like watching (laughs) that's so fair and yeah i just feel like there's also so many options and things come out so frequently that it's like if you're not in the mood it just like falls off of your like list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's like, I feel like now, like, it, it's like there's so many options and we want to watch what, like, we want to watch for our mood, not necessarily mm-hmm. like for, you know, like who's starring in what or like what's on or like, you know, what the popular thing is, you know, it's just like kind of like, yeah, like we, like we're choosing TV shows like, not like we're dictating our own like what we want to watch now because there's so many channels there's all this mm-hmm. stuff like it's not like NBC being like well tonight's friends and Seinfeld and blah blah, yeah, blah you know like the, these are your two options yeah exactly yeah. there's more options that's it yeah, yeah. totally totally mm-hmm. but I feel like just the phenomenon of Glee is the fascinating part 
Yes. Yeah. And I didn't realize it was such a huge like teenage phenomenon. I don't know why I didn't realize that, but not until I watched that um, the docuseries, but also the um, adaptation of it of the girl from Plainville or something oh. where she it was the the, the girl who um, made the news because she was with this toxic boyfriend who was texting her and she is accused of convincing him to kill himself yes, and yes. and she was like obsessed with glee oh, and like wild. I was like oh right yeah yeah oh my god okay yeah that's yeah that is interesting but it was such a big deal and mm-hmm. so when um, I think Discovery said that they were putting out a docu-series on it, everyone was like, oh my God, this is like going to be so interesting. So we now have a title. It's The Price of Glee. We have a trailer. But I think what I was really shocked about is like, I thought it was going to be about the making of the TV show. And it yeah. looks like it's specifically about the three actors who passed away, who are Corey Monteith, Naya Rivera, and Mark Saline. Mm-hmm. Saline? I think it's saline. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they all passed away. But it's so weird because it's like, well, it does kind of seem like they're grouping the three of them together. When I was like, A, it was like very distinct um, tragedies. And B, Mm -hmm. like Corey and Naya were like normal people. Mark was like a pedophile. So like we maybe shouldn't group them all together. Yeah. Yeah. I think like we have this like kind of people who are into pop culture have this need to just like make a narrative about everything like so um i'm very much into superman um like my brother and i like loved like the christopher reeve superman growing up and the cast of those movies like had a lot of tragedy and and like other like you know actors in the superman world like um um what's her face nexium girl oh um, yeah allison mack yeah. And so there was like a thing of like, well, is there a Superman curse? Is there a right. this curse? And it's like we're always like searching for like some like larger narrative when just right. like just these like very coincidental like tragedies like happen to a like a group of people who at some point in their careers were part of the same community. And so like I think it's just like this like almost like natural need to do that. But like when it comes at the price of like, you know, real tragedies, like it's sad. Like it's very like sad. Like I mean the Nexium stuff not that like I don't know like uh the woman who played Lois Lane like had bipolar disorder and 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 that's like very sad and Christopher Reed you know had this tragic accident it's like all so sad but we're like it's a curse there's like a demon out there who's saying I'm gonna yeah it's like whoa wait a minute (laughs) yeah yeah that's so true and like I feel like also people that aren't in like the TV industry or whatever are like this was so important to me where it's like a lot of people are like yeah it's important to me but it like was a job that I had for like five years and then moved on it's like I'm not talking about like my office's curse like if (laughs) yeah yeah it's like they're all like they all still like live together like you know what I mean like it's like when I was I used to think that like the cast of when I was a kid a cast of full house all lived in a house together you know and it's like this like kind of like still like kid like childlike thinking of like just adding in like magic which is understandable to these things that we love that are like you know dictating our lives and what we what we like and things like that yeah thing is that like I'm okay with like the Seinfeld curse of the cast of Seinfeld mm-hmm. like not being able to like get leading roles on series anymore because it's like very benign it's Hollywood yeah, yeah. whatever no one's dying no one's yeah. getting hurt yeah. <laughs> no one's being trafficked all that stuff but like when it gets to like kind of like very like serious tragedies like that and I, I don't know it, it feels exploitative to yeah me. that's what a lot of people were saying that it seemed exploitative specifically about Corey and Naya mm-hmm. and yeah. Jenna Ashkowitz who played Tina has like denounced the documentary she was like I have nothing to do with it none of the other Mm -hmm. cast members does or Ryan Murphy who's the creator so I don't know I probably still will like check it out just to see you know what the buzz is about and how they're positioning this and again because Glee was a, a part of my life but you know I'm gonna take it all with a grain of sand or grain of salt 
Yeah. Grain of whatever you use, yes. whatever grain you want. Literally. Literally. Any grain you want. You can tell um, it's, it's 830 for, for both of us. Yeah, like, it's 830 for both of us. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I feel like the price of Glee is, you know how, like, there's, like, some things where you're, like, like, for me, when the Harry and Meghan thing came out, I'm like, Harry and Meghan, watching it right mm-hmm. away. But with this one, I feel like I kind of want to see the reactions on, like, Twitter or social media first to see if it's worth it. You yes, know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. Like, I know, like, the Harry and Meghan thing I was watching regardless of yeah. the internet mm-hmm. discourse but yeah you're right this one is like maybe something that like I would have to you know not watch on the first day and just see what Twitter yeah. has to say that's a good point yeah yeah like you just like take the temperature of yes. the world before you kind of like are like okay I'm gonna invest this amount of time <laughs> 100 especially if it's Even like a fuck, you, 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 fucking six hour docuseries again yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah even though easily you could just change you can just put something else on we easily like as, <laughs> we have the power to be like oh this is not doing anything for us let's put on the white lotus yeah nope yeah. and then you're like angrily watching it till the end literally like, literally i don't know what, what that do. is but it's who we are i know we are just too committed we're too committed i know but yeah i i do that all the fucking time okay let's move on to petty weight champion of the week this is the part of the show where becky's gonna nominate a petty weight champion of the week someone in the media who did something petty and it was iconic becky who are you nominating this week my nominee for Pettyweight Champion of the Week is Kathy Hilton, who um, during the acceptance speech of Mariska Harris Hay um, of the People's Choice Award, she was in shot, uh, like in behind her during, like was in the shot and um, applied lipstick. But um, she was like, ma- like it wasn't just any acceptance speech. It was like this, like it was political. It was feminist. I know. I know. That was the funniest part is it wasn't just yeah. like, Thanks, family. Thanks, production team. Like, this was, like, a dream of mine and, like, moving Mm -hmm. on. It was, like, yeah, at the People's Choice Awards. And I feel like also with that award ceremony, you don't get a lot of, like, political, personal, empowering speeches. It usually is just kind of the thanks to the fans, thanks, like, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 move on. And it's so Mm -hmm. funny watching her apply a full lip just off the center of the stage i mean it is like it's couldn't be more housewives in a way Mm -hmm. you know because like i think that's like kind of like one of my favorite episodes of real housewives of new york was when like dorinda and ramona were like fighting during this like charity event for like helping kids who were like you know like um abused or something and like they're like getting in like the most petty fight in front of like this in front of this beautiful charity and it's just like this juxtaposition of like class and wealth and materialism versus like like you know humanity and stuff like that yeah but it was just weird because i don't think kathy hilton knew that she was in the shot so i have a feeling and i like like watch this video of her them i think it was like today or yesterday where they're like do you want to address this and she was like here's what happened she was like I was standing there and I had to sneeze and and she was like I have a really loud sneeze it's very embarrassing and then she's like so I opened my purse to see if I had a tissue but I didn't have a tissue so I got nervous and I pulled out my lipstick and reapplied my lipstick and I'm still trying to figure out the logic (laughs) that is so funny also like I didn't know when people accepted awards that they even brought their like clutches with them but yeah I know I don't think they did she she was she's nominee yeah yeah or not a nominee Uh, um, a presenter presenter but yeah Mm -hmm. why did she even have her clutch but that's so funny what I was thinking is like oftentimes after award shows they go into like immediate like press circuits Mm -hmm. so I was like okay maybe she just like wanted to reapply before she was like bombarded with cameras but I'm like still Mm -hmm. we've never seen this it is so wild and like I think what's so fascinating about it is that it is Kathy Hilton of all people who is just this like the whole like Richards family I find Mm. to be fascinating and like she is such a like hard nut to crack of just like what is going on in there like I want to know like I want to know what she's thinking and like what like what is bothering her and all this stuff and like why she does what she does I know and this just like added to like the enigma that is (laughs) 
Kathy Hilton. Hilton. 100%. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. Okay, finally, it's time for This Week in Petty, where Becky is going to share a story about something that happened to her in her real life that she is petty about. What are you petty about this week? Okay, so I I don't know how much I can say. I, I, I hope I don't get sued is my, <laughs> the, is my first thing. But I had to recently end a working relationship with someone, and we knew it was going to happen. Like, it was, you know, kind of, you know, whatever. It was very, like, amicable and whatever. And um, so, you know, I, I gave my, like, departure email and um, the person emailed me back very cordially, so polite, exactly the response that you would want from someone when you have to like do something awkward yeah. like this. And I got so mad because I was like, <laughs> you didn't want to take five minutes of your time to call me up and call me a piece of shit. I fucking hate you. Yes. <laughs> like, I am so mad that you did that. You did exactly what I wanted you to do with the most ideal way. I can't believe you would do that. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, you're almost like okay I wasn't worth getting mad over exactly that's exactly it yeah that's so funny <laughs> I would do the exact same because like yeah there's a part of you that's like yeah I just want the email and then I'll just move on but then there's mm-hmm. the, like also the part of you that it's like I want a bit more theatrics exactly yeah that's exactly it like I wanted like it was so underwhelming yet it's like couldn't have been more ideal and Mm. couldn't have been more amicable and Mm -hmm. I couldn't have been more disappointed that's so (laughs) funny I know but then the best part and this is again why we're hypocrites is because Mm -hmm. if they would have like called and reamed you out or left a nasty email you would have been like and know what they're not mature enough to write a cordial email to me (laughs) yeah oh yeah yeah. I mean I would be mad either way like there's no like I'm sorry to that person but there's no winning in this like type of situation where like for me for me it's out of insecurity and like yeah. you know wanting everyone to like me and all that oh, stuff yeah, yeah, and yeah. so like there's there's just no winning that's <laughs> like, so funny I would have been I would have been disappointed either way that's so <laughs> funny yeah I I totally get that you're like actually you were supposed to be like heartbroken mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah and the thing is is that like I you know it's it's kind of hard to have confrontations like that because it is a bit like you know a breakup or like getting very like you know it's a hard conversation to have and it's like yes as a human being you would want that to be as easy as possible because you are so nervous and it was the easiest it could have been and I was so mad (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny I know I know it's like leaving a job or something like that and you're like Mm -hmm. why are people not like throwing themselves down at my feet (laughs) exactly begging me to not go like (laughs) yeah yeah like what do you I don't have do you not you don't think about me all the time like I don't understand this (laughs) I feel like that's very main character mm-hmm. energy and I feel oh, like yeah. I exude that a lot mm-hmm. absolutely yeah I mean it's like we're all we're all so like in our head and like you know at least for me like worrying about what other people think and just like just with all of like kind of the the pressures I put on myself I think everyone else is putting that pressure on me too when it is just me mm-hmm. and then when you realize like if you really are just like a speck in someone else's like you know like yeah. <laughs> you're like oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but to you, like the reality <laughs> check of it, you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I get that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's an excellent This Week in Petty. But yeah, I agree. The Thank person you. can't win. Mm-hmm. We're mad yeah. either way. I was going to, like, there was no way I wasn't going to be mad. And, no. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> you so... did everything right. Yeah. <laughs> you did everything yeah. right. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's me. <laughs> amazing okay this was such a fun episode oh so fun where can you find your podcast and anything else that you want to plug Sure. So my podcast is called Too Stupid to Live. Um, it's wherever you get your podcasts. Um, TSTLpodcast.com. Um, and, you know, uh, on the uh, social medias, it is TS- at TSTLpodcast. I am not on TikTok. I'm so sorry. There is <laughs> I have no presence on TikTok. I'm a watcher. I'm a TikTok watcher, Same. not a TikToker. Same. Um, Oh my god, I'm so glad because like I I was like, am I the most uncool person in the world? Oh that no, I don't I'm the TikTok? most uncool. Like I'm literally gonna get my younger sister over the holidays mm-hmm. to fucking teach me how to like edit a TikTok video. 
oh my god i might need to like ask you to relay that yeah, information yeah, after yeah. the holidays <laughs> like like actually one of my other podcast friends chris you from x knows all this is so like corporate of us because i guess we're corporate girlies but she was like we were recording um two weeks ago and then she we're like we need to get on tiktok and she's like okay i'll google an article about like how to edit a video if you can like youtube how to like do the green screen <laughs> we're, mm-hmm. like, we're like we're so fucking archaic <laughs> yes yeah it's like it's almost like i'm very impressed with these people who, who do like a million a day because like same. i can't even yeah i'm so impressed with it and um yeah <laughs> same same yeah but yeah go everyone go check out becky's podcast it's super super funny and it's for cheap books and i feel like yeah. the the petty bettys love a love a good deal <laughs> oh i'm sure you do and you were so fun on the podcast so i highly recommend listening to that episode oh, because i had a blast you. yeah thank you and it had a, a, a comic book tie-in for you i didn't know you were i don't think we talked about that too much so that's super mm-hmm. cool well thanks so much for coming on well thank you and there you have it thank you so much for listening and thank you to becky for joining me on today's episode hopefully the like lisp didn't turn you off too much but if you're loving the show there are a few things you can do especially if you're in the holiday spirit you can leave the podcast a five-star rating and review on apple Podcasts and spotify you can follow me on socials at rtbp podcast you can buy merch the links are in the episode show to description and in my social media bios and slash or you can join us on patreon patreon.com slash rtbp podcast i'm still planning to release episodes all throughout the holidays there might be one week that i do a episode that I recorded on someone else's podcast or a re-release or something like that but I think I'm gonna just like fucking bang him out this holiday season so I hope you'll join me okay folks I hope you are safe and healthy out there as always I'm your host Tori and I am ready to be petty see you soon bye